Jesus to My Rescue offers powerful, motivational content for the whole family. Visit our website now at www.jesustomyrescue.com. Join our Christian community today. Hello and welcome to the program which looks at the Holy Land. I am Paul Calvert. Psalm 89 verse 1 from the New King James Bible says this, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. I'm with James Alti, who's an MCC representative for Jordan, Palestine and Israel. James, what is MCC? MCC is the agency of the Mennonite and Brethren in Christ Churches of Canada and, and the USA. The full name is Mennonite Central Committee, and we act as the development, relief and peace agency of the churches in North America. And how long has the organization been here in the Holy Land? We have been here since 1949 as a result of the migration of refugees out of what is now the state of Israel and have been here since then, working initially in development, then, pardon me, in relief, and then development, and now really a strong focus on peace and conflict resolution. And how big is the Mennonite Church here in the Holy Land? We actually don't have a church here in a holy land. Our operational methodology is to work with the local churches. And so rather than being church planters or establishing churches, we work with the established church in multiple denominations. And what sort of programs do you run here? We work in uh, food security, education, health, material resources, in particular in Gaza, and of course peace and conflict resolution. How difficult or how easy is it to do peace resolution here in the Holy Land? It's, it's always an area of conflict. Yes, it is. But, you know, there are people on both sides of the equation who are committed to the peace witness. And, and that's our, uh, our requirement. When we are working with partners, whether they're on the Palestinian side or the Israeli side, they need to be committed to nonviolent resolution of the challenges that are before them. And, and, and we have wonderful partners, both in Israel and Palestine, who are committed to working for justice and a lasting peace. Are you seeing a difference in that? We are, although I have to be honest, it's, it's a slow process and we're working, you know, community by community, person by person, and people are, they're tired of what's happening. They want a better future, both for themselves and their children and their grandchildren, and, and that's the common commonality between both Palestinians and Israelis. They want to live under the vine and the fig tree insecurity and so that that's the starting point and then we can you know move to that revelations imagery of the tree of life and the nations heal and that's what we're working towards and that's what they are as well yeah. uh, tell us a bit more about the work that you're doing in food security Food security, we're working in Gaza in a project raising rabbits, actually, for food and for income. And it's actually quite a successful project. Rabbits are quite prolific, and so it's providing a food source, income as people sell it to other folks. As well, the, the, the rabbit pellets act as a form of fertilizer so that they can have fertility in the home gardens. Elsewhere, we have projects, rooftop gardens, using uh, appropriate technology to conserve water and to maximize production on, on a rooftop. Is water a big issue, particularly in Gaza Strip and the West Bank? Water is a massive issue in Palestine, Israel, and Jordan. That is the, the, the leading edge of crises. There's lots of things happening here, but water is the one that's really going to be a, a challenge for all the communities, whoever they are, wherever they are. Are there times where they actually don't have water during the year? 
Yes, there is. And unfortunately, there isn't enough cisterns or water catchment opportunities to even hold on to that which comes through natural rainfall. So this is an opportunity actually to change your thinking a bit maybe and start building wells when you build new houses and things, is it? Well, it is. And also thinking about our lifestyle as well. And sustainable agriculture too. You know, using appropriate agriculture practices, we can conserve water and build the soil to have healthy soil, which produces healthy food, which ultimately has healthy people. How did you end up here in the Holy Land? What's your story? Well, my wife and I, Joan, we are co-representatives and we were previously placed in South Africa for 11 years and were redeployed here four years ago. So we've been in the field with Mennonite Central Committee for the past 15 years. Our roots are in the Mennonite Church and it's always sort of an understanding as you grow up that someday you will serve and, and when we serve it's in a voluntary capacity and yeah, that voluntary capacity has gone probably 10 years longer than we thought it would. <laughs> When did you first come here and how was it coming here? Yeah, we came in 2019, uh, which is just sort of before the COVID pandemic. Oh. That really changed things dramatically for us. But nevertheless, we were able to still carry on with our work. Our partners were able to do their work in both Palestine and Israel. And But it, it was a ch- more challenging time, as it was for everyone, of course. And, and what's it like traveling over into Jordan? Is it easy to actually physically travel into Jordan and do the work in Jordan as well as being in Israel-Palestine? Yeah, all things being equal, it's easy to go into Jordan. It's a little harder to come back out of Jordan into to the West Bank in Israel. But compared to many places in the world, it's relatively straightforward, and it's not you know, it's just time consuming. But it's relatively easy compared to other spots we've been. Are you amazed sometimes that you're here in the Holy Land? Yes, there are many days we were we pinch ourselves when we walk, you know, even along the Mount of Olives and and reflect on the biblical stories. And yeah, it's been an amazing experience for us. But the biggest part is the people. The Christian community has really helped us see Scripture in different ways and opened our eyes and helped us understand our our Western thinking has also impacted our understanding of Scripture. and uh, So it's been a real revelation for us to see and read Scripture through the local context. Is it important, particularly for people within the church, to actually go on a mission and see missions work firsthand? Absolutely. One of the things we hear frequently, in particular from Palestinian Christians, is people walk past them to see the historic stones rather than talk and meet with the living stones. And so there's a real longing by the Palestinian Christian to be heard by their brothers and sisters in the West and and to have a conversation and to recognize them and acknowledge their presence because they have been maintaining these historic sites on our behalf, the rest of us who come and visit these sites. This is their congregation's their home, and they just want the visitors to say hello. Uh, what sort of other work is the MCC doing all around the world? Our work is very similar to what we're doing here in Palestine and Israel. Food security, sustainable livelihoods, education, peace and conflict resolution, uh, material resources, disaster responses, whether they be man-made disasters or natural disasters. We have a big program in the Ukraine right now as a result of the conflict there. Uh, You already mentioned Gaza. Do you get the opportunity to go into Gaza? Yes, we do. We have gone into Gaza to visit and work with our partners and follow up on projects to ensure you know, they're going according to plan and, uh, and to be an encouragement as well to, to the people there. I imagine life is very, very difficult in Gaza. 
It is. It's a struggle. It's although we asked a partner how they cope, and she said, "Well, we always live with hope, because the opposite is despair, and we can't allow ourselves to go there. So we live with hope." Is there a big Christian community in Gaza? No, it's very small, and so when we go in and we meet with Christians, it is a real encouragement for them that they're not forgotten. That they do have brothers and sisters outside of the Gaza Strip praying for them and concerned for their well-being. Can they actually leave the Gaza Strip? So if there's a, a like they're living amongst a very very big Muslim community and they must feel very very isolated, can they actually leave Gaza? They do feel isolated, and it is a challenge for them. They have to go through various application processes, and unfortunately, more often are turned down than approved. And the big process, or is to come to East Jerusalem to use the hospital system. What challenges do you face working in the Holy Land? Probably the biggest challenge is the the ability to move freely in and out of Gaza because we do have to apply and there's lag times for the application process and to be approved and sometimes we're turned down, which is a challenge and sort of puts a spanner in the works at some point. And are also moving material resources into Gaza as well. There are certain prohibitions on the things that we'd like to take in but are needed by the people. Tell us a bit about the work that you're doing in peace building. Peacebuilding, we, we have some very interesting projects in peacebuilding, working with children. Nelson Mandela famously said, children are not born hating, they're taught to hate. And so then one of the starting points for us is then working with children and bringing the different dualities together. And we have a project in Israel, not started by us, but by the local community that said, enough, we can't live this way. And so they have mixed classrooms where they have Jewish teacher and a Palestinian teacher uh, working in the same classroom with Jewish children, Palestinian children, Bedouin children, starting from kindergarten up to grade eight and, and understanding each other's culture, learning each other's language and just learning that what it is to be a neighbor. Are you making a difference in the community? I think we are. I think there's some amazing things happening. And we're now seeing ripple effects outside of the school, into the homes, and into the broader community, where there are community concerts and things of that nature, where all the different community members are coming together, because they've been doing it in the school context. And and going into the community is just a natural extension of what's happening in the school. It's a slow process. It's small, but one child at a time. What's your prayer for Israel-Palestine? that people can live under the vine and fig tree in security and safety and and honor each other's presence and and to live in peace. And, you know, going back into the Revelation story, the tree of life where the nations are at peace with one another and are the healing of the nations. And what's your website, Facebook page, for people who'd like to know more? mcc.org will get you to our website. Okay, James, thank you very much. (laughs) You're very welcome. Thank you, Paul, for this opportunity. Thank you for joining us today. Pray that God will move by his mighty power in the Holy Land and bring his peace.